Good morning and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host, Ray Dove with REMAX Eastside Brokers Inc. here in Bellevue, Washington. Serving the Bellevue, Seattle, mostly all of King County markets. Redmond, Kirkland, Issaquah, North Renton, South Bothell, Mill Creek. Anyway, today I thought I'd bring you up to full speed again on our most recent statistics for the month of June as reported by our MLS. So we'll go right into it for residential and condo sales activities for the month of June for King County. We had 4,801 homes go on the market. We had pending sales of 4,351. That's they went into escrow and they're pending now, not subject to an inspection. We had closed sales of 4,052, and those homes that sold a month ago or two months ago, they finally closed escrow. The median price for June was $779,919, and that's up 15.4% from a year ago. We still only have about a half of one month's inventory here in King County. So once again, we really, our thirst is for more inventory. Once we get more inventory, then it'll lean a little bit more towards a, a buyer's market as opposed to a strong seller's market that we're in. In Snohomish County, once again, residential and condo, we had 2,008 homes go on the market. We had 1,926 that went pending. And closed sales were 1,727. The median price was 675000 and that's up 29.42% from a year ago. And we still only have about one-third of one month's inventory on the market. So what does it all mean? Well, like we've chatted about before. It means if you put your home on the market and you price it competitive, strategically price your home, chances are it's going to sell very quickly because the average market time is less than a week. But you have to prepare your home, get it ready, shine it up, make it glow so buyers really attracted to it. But if you price it too high, what we are really starting to see now are homes that are not being sold on the offer review date. I've had many agents reach out to me again to let me know that their homes are still on the market after the offer review date. Yes, there's still some that are selling before offer re review date, but those are probably very compelling offers that a buyer stood right up and said, hey, we think this is a great price. We love the way the house looks and feels. We're willing to pay the asking price or more to motivate a seller to take an offer before offer review date, you're going to have to have a pretty strong offer and price, very clean on terms. Maybe you waive financing, you waive low appraisal, you waive building inspection. Maybe you do those things so you can get your offer taken as opposed to competing with other offers. So again, still a strong seller's market, but we are starting to see bits and pieces of homes that come on the market and don't sell because the sellers got too aggressive on their price. So as a home buyer, hopefully you're working with a really good agent that can help you, that can help you strategize it, how you go about approaching a home that you like, knowing there may be an offer review date. One of the things I'm coaching my buyers on is patience is everything here. Some of the homes that we're seeing that are staying on the market longer are homes that need new windows, need new roofs, need new furnaces, outdated homes. And the buyers, they want homes that are updated, that look as good as the homes that they see are selling. Updated kitchens, updated bathrooms, new roofs, new windows. 
They don't want to buy a home and then have to put all those additional things into a home. So please, if you're concerned or you have questions, whether you're a buyer or seller, please feel free to reach out to me. It's Ray Dove. I'm at 425-681-8630. You can email me at raydoveremax at gmail.com. You can text me on my cell, pick up the phone, and just call me, and we can chat about what you're trying to accomplish, even if you end up deciding to work with someone else. I've been in the business a very long time. I'm happy to give you and empower you with all the information you need so that you can make the best buying or selling decision that works best for you. Some of the extra things I do to help people is I'm working with a lady in her mid-80s, helping her try to downsize her home, helping her sell her collectibles on different websites because sadly her family, they don't want her collectibles. So I'm helping her every step of the, the way so that she can move from where she's at an assisted living in the hopes that certainly I would like to get her business. We're friends, but nothing's guaranteed until the house goes up for sale. But it's my responsibility to help coach them through this and include their family in that process to make sure nothing gets tossed away or sold that the family may very well want and to collaborate with the family. But most importantly, get her to an environment where she's got friends She's got people she can hang out with, and they can take care of her and make her meals and things like that. That's one of the many things that are a little bit different. Some agents do, most agents do not. While talking to her last week, she wanted to know what's different between me and another agent. Why have I always been so successful? And again, I think it goes back on to really strategizing, becoming a team member with the buyer, team member with the seller, and really walk through the process of how to get where you want to go. For a seller, if we have multiple offers, 99.9% of the real estate agents out there, they just put the offers in front of the seller, and the seller has to pick one. What I like to do is have my seller pick two or three that we really like, and then go back to those two or three and see if we can't get them to bid against each other to get the price and terms better for my seller. And if we have multiple offers, 10, 15, 20 offers, part of my obligation is to build relationships with other agents so that when I put a home on the market that those agents are eager to try to work with me because they know that they can trust me and I'm going to communicate with them. I get back to everyone that presents an offer and thank them for the offer. I'll let them know what's, what's going to take place. And after the seller has chosen what offer they want, I get back to all those people thank them again and let them know that the seller has chosen a different offer. I may not give them all the terms and conditions, but at least let them know so they can go back to their buyers and say this is why they took the other offer. But 99.9% of the agents out there, list seller's agents, never get back to the buyer's agents. And of course, then the buyers are asking their agents, what happened to our offer? Why didn't they accept it? Well, it makes their agent look foolish because their agents reached out to try to get the information but the seller's agents wouldn't respond. It's happened to me on so many occasions, and my buyers are disappointed. They want closure. They want communication, clarification. What could they have done to make the, the offer stronger in this particular case? Why weren't they given the opportunity to bring in a better offer for the benefit of the seller? Those are some of the hidden things that we do behind the scenes because I know I've been able to be successfully sell get my buyers into homes because I had good working relationships with the seller's agent. Now, at the end of the day, the seller's going to take the offer that they want. 
But if it's a tie and you're really close, the agent might very well say, look, I've done business with this agent before. They always work with good quality people. They always respond with, uh, whenever I text them or email them, I can trust to know that they're gonna work very hard to make sure this sale closes. So if we're tied between this agent I don't know and this agent I do know, chances are my buyers are gonna get the transaction. And that's how the negotiation process works. Sadly, right now, we just have too many agents that just don't see the value building relationships with other agents. So I'm going to keep it a short podcast this week. I've got a guest speaker coming in next week talking about how they started with a house, then went to a duplex, then found ways to multiply their ability to buy bigger properties and projects by investors, getting investors, uh, joint ventures, tenants in common type purchases. Thought as a guest they would be a good person to at least listen to how they went from house to duplex to now they are part owner of an 89 unit apartment complex. So it might give you food for thought on how you might want to build a portfolio of real estate. Granted, owning rental properties can be a headache from time to time, but it's a great way to leverage your money to build up your net worth and most people build their net worth through real estate. Once again, thanks. I hope you and your family are doing well. I'm here in the Seattle area. The weather's been fantastic. A little bit on the hot side a little bit. Thank goodness I have AC at home and AC at my office. So hopefully you're having fun in the sun and staying cool and most importantly staying hydrated. Hope you and your kids have a great summer. It's Ray Dove, Remax Real Estate with Real Estate Keeping It Simple.